The great need of our nation is a spiritual awakening. We need God. At the darkest moments in history, the Lord has brought the greatest spiritual breakthroughs. This is the time for sincere believers to get serious about prayer. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Ezra now with Scott Pauley as we discover the principles of revival praying. God's people should not be in despair. At the darkest moments in history, the Lord has brought the greatest spiritual breakthroughs. We, we may very well be standing on the verge of a real revival in our generation. The people are desperate, hearts are hurting, the best plans and ideas have failed. And I want to say to you, that's exactly where we have to come to if we expect to see God at work. The end of us is the beginning of Him. And God's army can only advance on its knees. And this is the time for sincere believers to get serious about prayer. Now, this week, I want to talk to you about a subject that is very dear to my own heart. It is the subject of revival praying. Something that I've been talking about, writing about, trying to emphasize everywhere I go for the last many months because I'm convinced that the only way we're going to see a real spiritual awakening is if God's people learn how to pray again. You see, the secret to revival is not found in better revival preaching. It is found in more fervent revival praying. And I love this. Revival praying is something all of us can do. It's for all of God's people. And so this week, by the grace of God, I'd like to turn your attention to the little book of Ezra. It is a book of return and revival. It is a book of spiritual renewal. And I want to begin today where we have to begin, and that is with building the altar in our own lives. In Ezra chapter 3, we get a little historical snippet, a snapshot, if you will, of the people of God returning out of Babylonian captivity, returning to Jerusalem, uh, restoring the temple worship. They're going back to basics. Now listen to Ezra chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. And when the seventh month was come, and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. Then stood up Jeshua, the son of Josedek, and his brethren the priest, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltiel, and his brethren, and builded the altar of the God of Israel, to offer burnt offerings thereon, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. And they set the altar upon his bases. For fear was upon them because of the people of those countries, and they offered burnt offerings thereon unto the Lord, even burnt offerings morning and evening. Did, did you hear the expression? In Ezra chapter 3 verse 2, they builded the altar. And in Ezra chapter 3 verse 3, they set the altar upon his basis. In other words, they got back to what it means to pray, to seek the Lord. You see, when you study the Word of God, the altar is always symbolic of something. Now we understand this is an Old Testament scripture and the Old Testament altar was a place of sacrifice. Aren't you glad we don't have to go through those Old Testament sacrifices anymore? Our Lord Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for sin. His cross was the great altar. Uh, but all through Scripture, the altar is symbolic of access to God. It's always the beginning of divine blessings. And I want to say to you, if we're going to see God move and work in our day, if we want to see a real return and revival, then friends, we have to start by building the altar. 
That doesn't mean we construct some physical structure. It means that we must build the priority of prayer into our schedules and to our routines. It means that prayer has to take on a prominent place in the life of every Christian and in our homes. You see, the first step to real revival is a return to prayer. Now, did you notice in Ezra chapter 3 that it was fear that drove them to restore the altar? We're living in an age of tremendous fear. And I want to say to you, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. But if our fear drives us to the Lord, if it, if it makes us rush into God's presence, oh, then I say praise God for that. You see, this is where fear turns to faith. It's where we stop talking to one another about how bad it is and we start talking to God about our great need of Him. And did you notice that this altar was being used morning and evening? Uh, in Ezra chapter 3, verse 4, the Bible says it was used daily as the duty of every day required. Uh, friends, I think morning and evening, day after day, what we need is a return to the altar. Now in Ezra chapter number 7, the same book of the Bible, we get a little picture of a man who did more than simply go through the motions of building the altar. He allowed it to affect his own life. And that is the man uh, that the, name is, or the book is named after. That's Ezra. Ezra chapter 7, verse number 10, we read these words, For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it, and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Now you see, the people had returned to the land, as Zerubbabel and Ezra led two returns, and then Nehemiah will lead a third and final return back. That's wonderful. And when they get back, they start rebuilding the temple, they start rebuilding the walls. Wonderful. But I want you to know it is not enough to simply go through the externals. It's not enough to simply restore the, the physical things that men see. No, we must get to the heart of the matter. That's what Ezra understood. The Bible says, For Ezra had prepared his heart. You see the first step here? If we're going to build the altar, there must be preparation. Is your heart ready? Is there any sin you're holding on to? Any area of your life unyielded to the Lord? Are you humble? Are you teachable? Are you hungry for God? Are you prepared? Then it says, For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. We move from preparation to saturation. This was a man saturated in the Word of God. He is He's not just reading the law of the Lord. The Bible says he's seeking the law of the Lord. Do you see the pursuit? Do you see the hunger, the thirst? He wasn't just trying to learn something. He was seeking God in his word. Friends, if we're going to build the altar, we've got to get back to the book. We've got to get back to the word of God. And then the Bible says that Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, hold on to your seat, and to do it. Oh, this is where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? This is the great difficulty in all of our lives. We move from preparation to saturation to application. Are you ready to obey God? People say they want to see revival. But you know what revival is? Revival is a new beginning of obedience to God. And until we're ready to obey God and do whatever God tells us to do, then I want you to know all is in vain. You can ask a thousand times over for revival to come but if you're not ready to obey what God says, you're not ready for revival. And then ultimately, listen to the rest of the verse, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Do you see the divine order? We move from preparation to saturation to application to instruction. Now he says, I want to teach it to other people. There was a man by the name of John Hyde many years ago who was known for prayer 
he posed these questions to his own congregation one day. He said, are you praying for quickening in your own life, your fellow workers, and in the church? Are you longing for greater power of the Holy Spirit and convinced you can't go on without it? Will you pray that you will not be ashamed of Jesus? Do you believe that prayer is the great means for securing this spiritual awakening? And then he posed the ultimate question. Will you set apart one half hour each day to pray for this awakening? We say we believe in answered prayer. We say we believe God answers prayer. But may I ask you, do you believe it enough to set aside time today to seek the Lord for this awakening? Samuel Chadwick, who knew a great deal about prayer, said, There's no way to learn to pray but by praying. He said, If prayer waits for understanding, it will never begin. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We discover by using. We learn by practice. In other words, start right where you are to seek the Lord. Begin to pray in faith. Dear Lord, send the great awakening to my own life and then through me to many other people. By the grace of God, friends, this week, let's build the altar. And I believe when we build the altar, the fire of God will come. We may be standing on the verge of a revival in our generation. It is time for God's people to pray. The full-length book, Revival Praying by Scott Pauley, is available in a hardback edition, in digital format through Kindle or iBooks, and has been recently released in an audiobook format. You may also be interested in the five-week Bible study companion with additional prayer resources for further study. Please visit RevivalPraying.com to access all of the complete resources for this series. That's RevivalPraying.com. God bless you as you study and pray. Thank you.